Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. I'd like to read from the book of Psalm 92, 12 to 13. The Bible said the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. The Bible promised us that if we plant ourselves in the house of God, if we become committed part of a local church, we will flourish in our life. Today, I would like to read scripture and share with you quickly about why should every Christian be a member or be a committed part of a local church? I know that this is a very basic teaching, but the Lord told me that we need to come back to the basic off and on because we have so many new people here that never heard this kind of teaching before. And sometimes we forget about it. And it's good to be reminded. When I was, I'm talking about being a committed member of a local church, I'm talking about love. Because we love God so much, we want to please Him. This is the message about love. How many people love God here? I don't know about you, but when I step into this room and start to worship God, I begin to tell Him during worship that I love you so much, Father. I love you so much, Jesus. I love you. And because I love Him, I love the church. This weekend, I and Pastor Da have been talking about the church. And the love for the church has consumed us. We're just thinking about the well-being of the church. We're thinking about all of you. I pray for you all the time. Your name come up in my heart and pray for you. We love His people. It's about love. It's about loving Him and about loving God's people. Why we should be a part of a local church? Because of love. And not only that, it's about faith. You remember the Bible say love, faith, and hope. Three things. When we come to the local church and we become a part of the local church, we exercise love. That we give ourselves to other people. And not only that, we exercise faith. Because when you come in, you're going to see some imperfect people. You're going to see some people who don't do what you like. And some of them may even get on your nerve. The way they talk, the way they walk, the way they respond to the situation. And then you can exercise faith. That God, even though I don't like what I see, even though they get on my nerve, but I'm going to have faith in you and trust you that they will be changed one day. I'm going to keep loving them. I'm going to keep having faith for them. My dear brother and sister, when we become a part of the local church, we will grow in love and we grow in faith and grow in hope. Amen. I would like to read scripture why we should be a part of a local church. In Acts chapter 2, 41 and 47, how many people believe that the Bible is our model? How many people believe that the Bible is showing us the way how we should live on earth? I remember when I first came to the U.S., I have to learn a lot, learn the language, learn the culture, learn the slang, learn how to drive on the right hand. In Thailand, we drive on the left hand. So I have to change to drive on the right hand and we need to learn how to deal with the situation, the legality. 
We learn everything so that I can survive and be successful in America. The same thing when you come into the kingdom of God. God gives us a book called the Bible. And if we know the Bible and we practice what it says in the Bible, we will be successful and we will be flourishing in the kingdom of God. The Bible says those who accepted His message were baptized. These are all new believers. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. And verse 47 says, Praising God and enjoying the favor of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is a revival in the book of Acts in the early church. You notice that when the new believers accepted Christ at that time, the Bible says they were added to the number into the church in Jerusalem. In other words, these people joined into the local church right away. They did not have to be baked. They did not have to be pushed in. They just say, I want to join a local church. I want to be a part of the family of God. So to be a part of a local church is a biblical model. God doesn't want us to be an orphan, to run around outside and no home, no place that we can be accountable to. God wants us to be a part of a church that we can be trained, we can be taught, we can be corrected, and we can be helped, and we can help other people. We can sow the seed of love to other people. To be in a local church is the will of God. And God wants every Christian to find a local church and commit his or her life into that church. Definitely, there are many churches around the city and the world. God is going to have to speak to you what church you like to be. Wherever you are, you're going to be like them. Amen? You're going to be like people in that church. And you're going to be trained to come out the way they train you. That's why it's so important to choose the right church and to make the right choice and to really speak and ask God what church you want to be a part of. Definitely, there are many good churches in this city. And if you leave this church to go to other good churches, I will bless you and I will not feel bad because I love you and I want you to be in a good church. But I believe this is a good church too. And, and thank God that you are in this church. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. In my heart, I believe this is the best church. Amen. <laughs> because I cannot go anywhere. <laughs> Amen. So we want to be in a good church and we want to commit our life to a local church so that we will be trained. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, we proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship. Everyone say fellowship, fellowship. with us and our fellowship with the Father and with His Son and Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 3, 16 to 18, this is how we know that love, what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our life for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. The Bible talks about loving relationship or fellowship in the church. When you join into the church, you will be able to obey the command of God in the Bible, that is to fellowship with one another. And that's why we have care groups. We have a small group so that we can go and hang out together, serve God together, pray together, and we can really spend time and share life in common together. And what we are, have in common is the Word of God, 
the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the will of God. We join into a group and fellowship with one another. Amen. We come to church on Sunday and we meet with each other. We hug each other. We greet each other and we fellowship with one another. Fellowship is a part of Christian life. You cannot be a loner Christian. You need to be in a part of the fellowship. Join into the fellowship. I want to encourage all of you. It's a matter of priority. When you set up your time, you say, on Wednesday night, I cannot go to a care group. And you say to yourself, this is my priority time. My job has to get done at this time. And if it's not done yet, I go to care group first and I come back to finish it. I set priority that I need the fellowship. I need to meet brother and sister to build my faith up. Iron sharpens iron. When we meet with one another, we will grow and we will become stronger. So it's a priority. And fellowship is the will of God. Amen. Every Christian should find a small group to get involved with so that you can use your gift. If you go to a big church only, you cannot use your gift that much. But when you go to a small group, if you have a gift of teaching, you can teach. If you have a gift of leading worship, you can lead worship in the small group. Fellowship. And not only that, in that fellowship, you can show love to one another. This morning, I woke up and Pastor Doug told me that, why don't you tell the church that I have an idea? I said, what idea? You always have good idea. And idea, Pastor Doug's idea always about giving because she has a gift of giving. She has the gift that if she picks some gift for somebody, it's always right on. Amen. For people. I'm serious. This is not, if she pick up some gift, she will pick the right thing. And this morning she woke up and said, Mom, Mom is my nickname. There are so many rich people in this room, in this house. Oh, why quiet? Are you rich? <laughs> so many rich people in this house. Why don't you encourage these rich people that they will set aside money for what we call educational fund to put in the church and have these finances for funding the students that come to our church that are poor and maybe their parents are lacking so that we can help them. When Pastor Da was young in the college year, her parents did not have a lot of money. They really struggled with finances. A person gave her, I don't remember how much, 400 baht or something. Or the college have the fund for the student. And another man gave her every single month in the college about, I think, 400 bahts, which my dad. <laughs> my dad gave her 400 bahts a month. And that really relieved her because she can have that money to spend because she came from the family that did not have much. It's good to show love in action. It's easy to say, I loved you. Hi. But it's different to pull out your wallet and start to give and to show love to people around you. Amen. We should think about that, that we should fellowship. The church should be the place that no one going to be elect. Amen. This is a big family. I can guarantee if you are really committed, you are not here for other reason. We are not here just to find a girl to get married, or to find a job, or to find something for your own benefit, but you're here because you love Jesus, you love the church. Our church will make sure that you will not lack anything in your life. We will take care of you. Amen. We'll make sure we take care of you. And sometimes God may take care of you supernaturally by prayer. I heard that last week, a member of our church got involved in two members, not one member. Two members got involved in a serious car accident. This lady went to the hospital and the doctor said, your 
pelvis bone is broken and you're gonna have to she need an operation to fix the pelvic bone she was really sick and all the members went to the hospital and prayed for her pray the bible said if anyone in trouble pray to god amen and when they pray the next morning she woke up and they repeat the x-ray and they could not find a fracture anymore so she did not need surgery amen i went to visit her i went to visit her what night a friday night or thursday night i don't remember now i went to visit her she was laughing and smiling and they say this lady is in revival I mean, her leg was broken, everything came out, but she's still laughing and, and want to go to care group the next day. I say, wow, this lady is in revival. She really loved God. Amen. So you can see that when we come together fellowship, people pray for you, people give you, people help you. We help each other. It's so wonderful that you don't need to be in this city by yourself. Amen. Everyone say fellowship. Everyone say love. The Bible says in John chapter 21, 15 to 17, another reason that we should be a member of a local church. And I want to tell you one thing first before I go on. There is no perfect church. There is no perfect church. If you're going to find a perfect church and join there, that church will become imperfect right away. Because you are imperfect and you join a church, you can make that church imperfect. So don't expect to find a perfect church. And another thing I want to tell you, don't expect this church or any church to be like other churches. Sometimes people come to tell me, why don't you do like this, like that, like that church? I say, I'm sorry, we cannot do it because I'm not that pastor. And we have a group of people who are different from that church. Even we plant a church in Thailand named Rivers of Life. If you go there, they're totally different from us. The way they preach, the way they minister, everything different, and I don't expect them to be like us. Each church is unique. Amen. Like my family, I am Pastor Da, and my kids are different from another family. We all are different. Amen. Each family. So don't expect us to become like other churches or other churches to become like us. John chapter 21, 15 to 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I freely owe you. Me love like a friend. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly freely owe me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I, I mean, you agape me, he asked. Do you truly agape me or love me unconditionally? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I freely owe you. I love you like a brother. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you really agape me? Love unconditionally. Love like God's love. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you agape me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I agape you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. As I say, the issue of the local church is the issue of love. When you become a member of a local church, you will be taken care of. God appointed some to be pastor, some to be teacher, some to be shepherds, and take care of one another in the church. You will grow. You will not fall into sin easily because the shepherd will look after you, pray for you all the time. Amen. Amen. Lately, I just start to have a Facebook by accident. 
because somebody want me to look at their Facebook and I cannot get in, so I have to have Facebook to, to get in. And then suddenly people start to invite me to join the Facebook or I mean, join to become their friend. Now I start to pray for all these names that are my friends because I can click in the, and see all of their names and I begin to pray for them in the Facebook. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Because the shepherd take care of the sheep. I need to pray for you and think about you a lot. Amen. So when you come to a local church, you will be taken care of. People will love you, take care of you, think about you, make sure you're all right, make sure that if you're sick, we'll take care of you. Make sure you will not be sick either because we're going to pray against sickness. Amen. Every Sunday I come and pray against sickness because I don't want anyone in this church to be sick at all. I want you to be healthy and strong. I'm going to preach a sermon called In Your Control one of these days. I'm writing this lesson right now. I discover this truth and I find that, wow, this is a secret in my Christian life and I begin to practice it and it works. It's in my control. I give you an example. Past week, I have a lot of people cough against me like this. They have a cold, so they cough. And I say, oh, thank you, thank you. But I know I'm in control. I can buy things on earth and I can lose things on earth here and heaven will back me up. So when they cough to me, I say, in Jesus' name, this cold will not come against me, will not touch me. And it never touched me. And I'm going to do the same thing to the members of this church. I have authority to do something for my own life, for my family, my wife and my kids. And I also have authority to do things for the members of a local church. I cannot do things for the members of other churches because they're not under my authority. But the members of this church, I can. So I can exercise authority for you to command sickness to go away and to say the devil, you cannot touch my members in this church. Amen. Amen. You are protected and you are taken care of in the local church. Christians who don't join a local church are not wise. They don't understand the Bible. It's good to be in the local church. You will be taken care, you will be trained, you will be taught. Amen. You will be growing up in the way of the Lord to become like Christ. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, 13 to 14, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. The Bible says that God appoint apostle, prophet, pastor, teachers, and, and um, evangelists to be a leader in the local church so that you will be trained to grow up to become like Christ. That is our vision. Our vision is to build glorious churches. Glorious means full of glory, full of honor, full of purity, full of holy people that become more like Christ in this city and all over the world in our generation. So we want to see these kind of churches everywhere and you are a part of that church. We want to make sure that you grow spiritually to become like Christ. You know, my heart, I don't want just to have a social club here. I don't want to just people to come and enjoy just talking and hugging, but I want to see you really change and grow. I want all the demons to come out from you. I want all of you to become strong believers, to get 
to be productive, to shake the kingdom of hell, and to really be fruitful in your life, and that you become more like Christ, not only in character, that you will become loving, gracious, long-suffering, tender. You know, sometimes when my co-worker in the hospital give me a hard time, I say, you help me to practice long-suffering again and forgiveness again, and all the nurses are laughing because God wants to train me to become like Christ. Amen? So when people come to the church, sometimes God sends some very poking, pokey person into the church to become a member of the church. And God allowed that to happen to keep poking you, to make you upset, to make you unhappy. Why? Because He wants to train you to become like Christ. If Jesus could not avoid the Pharisee and the Sadducees and, and also Judas Iscariot, you cannot avoid those people who cannot come and step on your toes. God used all those situations to train you to become more like Christ. Amen? And God used leaders to teach you and train you and help you to grow spiritually. Christians who don't go to church will never grow, will never become more like Christ because that's how God works. The formula of God, the recipe of God is to be in the local church and be trained. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey your leaders, submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Do you notice that when you read this scripture, you can sense from heaven that in the mindset of God, in the thoughts of God, when he looked down from heaven and he saw his children, he thought this way, all of them should know the name of their leader. They should know exactly who is their leader. How God commands us, obey your leaders and submit to their authority if you don't even know who are your leaders. In other words, I want to par paraphrase it that every Christian should know who their pastor is and what church they go to who are the elders, who, their care, who are their care group leaders. Everyone should know who is over them in the Lord. Amen? To help them to grow. And if any Christian doesn't know, oh, who, what church you go to? Who is your pastor? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who my pastor is. I don't have any leader. How can you practice Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17? You practice it by knowing exactly what church you belong to and who is your pastor, who is your elder. Amen? And those people got appointed to protect you, guide you, and pray for you, to benefit you. It's not to benefit themselves, it's to benefit all of you. Amen? Thank God for those leaders. The Bible also talks about the word each other and one another in the New Testament 27 times, such as pray for one another, encourage one another, Hebrew 3.13. Carry each other's burden in Galatians 6.2. Showing hospitality to one another, Matthew 25.35. Be example to one another, Philippians 3.17. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5.21. Love one another in the book of John, John chapter 13. The Bible talks about one another, each other, 27 times in the New Testament. When you heard about one another and each other, what does it mean? It means that there must be more than one person. You cannot sit at home and watch sermon on the TV and say, now I belong to the church, I cannot watch sermon on the TV every Sunday 
and I will support this ministry, send money to this ministry. I join this church by sitting at home watching TV. If you do that, you will never be able to practice what God said 27 times in the Bible. That is to love one another, support one another, forgive one another, submit to one another, and encourage one another, pray for one another. How can you practice that without being in a community, without seeing a real person? Amen? You can do that only you come in and get involved and be a part of a local church. And that will bring blessing to you. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, God will shower the blessing upon you if you obey His commands. He commands us to submit. He commands us to love. He commands us to give. He commands us to pray for one another. How can we practice that if we stay home every Sunday, if we never go to any care group? We need to practice what God says. Amen? So everyone say, one another. Each other. Everyone say, I will be blessed. The blessing of God will overtake me. Because I obey His commands. Amen. Amen. Look at another scripture in Acts chapter 20, verses 28 to 31. Keep watch over yourself and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which He bought with His own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. The Bible says that all this time in the church history, the devil will send false teachers, will send in wolves or people who come and deceive you with wrong teaching wrong doctrines and come and try to destroy people by those teaching. If you are in the good local church, you will receive balanced, biblical teaching and you will be protected by knowing the truth. So when people come to you and give you wrong doctrine, you know right away this is wrong. I give you example. If somebody come and tell you the Holy Spirit is just an energy and you will shake your head and say, no, it's not true. The Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. Amen. Somebody come to you and say, you are saved by action, your deeds. You say, no, 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 no. I learned from my church. I am saved by grace, through faith. Amen. Amen. If people come to you and say, oh, you know, you need to hate your leader and curse him. You say, no, 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 no. The Bible says we need to love our leader and honor them. You know the Bible and you're protected by the truth that teach in the church. That's why it's so important to be a part of a good local church. Amen? And you know how to live a life of Christian that produce fruit and then give glory to God. Amen. Keep watch over the flock of God. Protect you from the false teaching. Amen. Amen. And again, if I teach anything wrong from the pulpit, you can come to me and show me the Bible. You need to show me the Bible though. You don't use the comment from another pastor, the comment from another denomination and tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I will admit and come up here and say sorry to the whole church because I want you to know only the truth, nothing else, not my own opinion, not my own comment, but I want you to know the truth only. Amen? The truth will set you free. 
The Bible also say in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 5, hand this man over Satan so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. This man committed adultery and he never repented. So Paul said, send him out of the church, discipline him so that he will be attacked by the devil and he will repent again. So in other words, when you are in the local church, spiritually, you are under a cover. You are protected from the enemy. I tell you that I'm so proud. I'm so thankful to God. I'm proud of all of you. As a medical doctor, I sit in my office and see about 20 people a day. And if you look at the list of the medication people take, some of them take three pages. Nowadays, when people go to the hospital, there is a new rule in the American medical society that the hospital has to print all the name of the medication and the dose, and the doctor has to sign, discontinue, continue, discontinue, continue, and sign your name. Most people will have two pages, three pages of medication, all kinds of medication. And some people have surgery again and again and again. I see so many people just have breast cancer and then uterine cancer and, and then another back problem and all the problem in their life. And this is very common in society. But I thank God that this doesn't happen in the church. And many of you are not taking long lists of medication. Many of you are happy, strong, healthy, well-to-do financially. Your children are doing well. Why? Because you are under protection. The devil is going to try to come and attack you, but he has to go through the protection of God first. They have to go through the covering of the church, and they cannot touch you like people outside there that are not joining the church. And even Christians can be attacked by the devil if they're not a member of a local church. So you can see the benefit. You can see why Christians should be a member of a local church. Amen? Amen. How many people are convinced now from all these scriptures that we should be a member of a local church? If you leave this city and you go to another city, you have two choices, okay? If you leave this city and to go to another city, you have only two choices in your life, being a Christian. Number one, join a good local church there. Number two, you say, Pastor Lau, I like you. I still like you. Why don't you help me start a church here? And we start a church together. <laughs> and I will fly there, I will drive there to help you start a church. And that's what happened in Thailand. Many Thai students who went back say, I like you. Could you come and help start a church? Right now, the church is even bigger than us. That church is bigger than this church now. And they have many branches all over Thailand why? Because they say that they want to be in a local church. Don't leave this city and go to another city and then disappear into the crowd and never join a local church. Either start a church or join another church. Amen? And I love you no matter what. I love you unconditionally. Amen? God teach me something. Don't manipulate people. Don't control people. They belong to me. When you come to this church, you don't belong to me. You belong to Jesus. My job is to love you and to pray for you and train you. Amen? Amen? No string attached. I do all of this to you because I love you unconditionally. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many people promise God that you will be a part of local church in the, for the rest of your life? Amen. Praise God. Anyone in this room that doesn't know Christ and you say, God, I'm not sure I'm born again. I'm not sure if I die today, I will make it to heaven. I'm not sure that my spirit will be in heaven. If you're not sure 
I want to make sure that you will be born again today and believe in Jesus Christ. Very simple, brothers and sisters. Very simple. You just say to God and pray to God, God, I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. Could you please forgive me? And I would like to invite Jesus Christ to come into my life. If you can do that, you will be sure that your salvation is there. Your name will be recorded in the book of life. And when you leave this world, you're going to be with God for eternity in heaven. Actually, I have been teaching the topic called eschatology in a Thai service. And I have not brought this to the morning service. And now I come to the last three teachings called hell. And the more I study about hell, the more I be, I'm concerned about people in this world. It's not a fun place to go. Brimstone and fire, worm that never die, heat and darkness. So I want to encourage you to make sure you go to heaven with me. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. Yeah. Want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. Amen. If you're not sure, you pray with me right now. Close your eyes and pray with me right now. Pray to the Lord. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness, Lord. I want to make sure, Lord, that I have the right relationship with you. Please forgive me, Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. You were raised from the dead on the third day. You died on the cross to pay for my sin. Please come into my life right now, Jesus. I gave my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations. Why don't we give hand to those who give their life to God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's stand up. Why don't we close the service together in singing this song. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.